Thank you, pastors, for giving me this privilege to stand here uh, to preach the divine word of God. And this morning, uh, I call my sermon, Go, Go, Go. The reason because uh, I hear this voice, Go, 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 very often, especially at the traffic light junction. Is the green light about to, to turn red and the countdown begins? A voice inside me will tell me, go, 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 go. As the countdown starts from 10, 9, 8, I automatically will say, go, go, go. And my foot will be pressing hard on the pedal. And sometimes, I'll be still going, even the light turned red. Oh, may the Lord forgive me. Now, I also hear this voice, go, 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 sometimes. Only sometimes. When I read the Word of God, and also when I pray, the voice of Jesus seems to tell me, go, go, go. But more often than not, my foot refused to step on the pedal. I hope you don't experience the same thing as me. Now, I have been truly blessed by all the sharing and all the sermons during this mission month, particularly the last two sermons by Reverend Jabez. The title is In Sui Si Yong. When you drink the water, think of the source. When you drink of the living water, think of the source. And in fact, this morning I was very tempted to call my sermon In Sui Si Yong Part 3. But then inside me, I dare not, because I'm afraid I may not conclude the sermon well enough for Reverend Jabez. So, in so that's why I call it Go, Go, Go. As today is the last day of the mission month, I asked Reverend Jabez what to preach. He said, continue to preach on mission. And this is the topic. I have been avoiding all this while. All this while, I never preach on mission. And standing before you, I must confess that my involvement in mission has really been not very much. I have only been to a mission trip to Thailand with my family, a short-term mission trip to Thailand, and then maybe two or three local mission trips to the indigenous people area. But although over the years in TMC, over the last few decades in TMC, I have been challenged many times to go to different places. But each time I managed to find excuses not to go. 
And I remember many years ago, uh, the missionary at the nearby Living Water Village, he invited me to go over to help them with the building works there because they are doing a lot of construction work and I'm also in this line. And then I procrastinated. And in the end, I asked one of my engineers to go over there to help them out for, the, for a few weeks. And this engineer of mine, shortly after that, he resigned. And then he went to seminary and became a pastor. I, I just wonder if I, if I had obeyed the law and went that time, could I have become a pastor like him? And I remember another time, a missionary friend, actually I know quite a lot of missionaries, a missionary friend invited me to go with him to this um, Golden Triangle area. And then he cautioned me, he said, brother, it is a dangerous area. If you go with me, I must prepare you mentally first. And after that, he didn't hear from me again. Now, this is my embarrassing testimony on mission work. So I find it difficult to preach this sermon. So when I was preparing this sermon, I actually prayed to the Holy Spirit. I said, please, you preach to me first. Preach to me first. So that when I stand up here and preach to your people, they all will look at me with, as if I'm a hypocrite. So when I look down this morning, I'm very careful to look at your eyes, the way you look at me. Hopefully, you won't judge me. Now, when we talk about mission, some of us may think it is only for some special people. Maybe it is for those Christians who are very hyperactive, who like to go to different places of the world. Maybe you think that it is for some people who are dropped out from pastor schools. And maybe it's for those pastors, after pastoring for a while, realize that they are not called to be pastors. Maybe some of us even think, and I must confess that this also occurred to me, maybe it is more suited for those who are singles. And maybe it is for those holy people who are really called by God and who can really hear the voice of God very clearly. Now, brothers and sisters, is mission really just a side issue or the main concern of the Bible? Some Bible teachers even claim this. He said the Old Testament, which, is, which consists about 75% of the Bible, contain 
nothing resembling the Great Commission of the New Testament. Is this true? Brothers and sisters, we need to have a bird's eye view of the entire Bible. Let us begin with the book of Genesis, God's rescue plan for mankind started right from the very beginning, after the fall of Adam and Eve. The verse here I want to refer to you is this. It's Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. God said, I will put enmity between you and the woman. You here refer to the Satan, to the devil. Between your offspring and her, he will crush your head, and you will strike his heel. Now, this is God's first, very first promise of deliverance. It points to the finished work of Christ, and it formed the very foundation of mission work. And there are also many passages in the, in, in the book of Genesis, in the book of Psalm, in the book of Isaiah, and many prophetic books points to this. And in fact, we are careful to read the Old Testament. You can find Jesus Christ all over the Old Testament. Now, God having promised deliverance, He immediately began the, began the mission work, and He called His first missionary. Abraham. I want to refer you to Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 to 3. The Lord has said to Abraham, Leave your country, leave your people, leave your household, and go to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and all whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. And I want you to look especially this bottom line. All people on earth will be blessed through you. Now, to show how serious he is, God repeated the same covenant four more times. Let's look at Genesis chapter 18, verse 18. Abraham, Abraham will surely become a great nation, great and powerful nation. And all nations on earth will be blessed through him. The next one, Genesis chapter 22, verse 16 to 18. Now this one, I tell you, God is even more serious. He said, I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that because you have done this, and have not we help your son, your only son, 
I will surely bless you, and your descendants will be as numerous as the star in the sky and as the sand in the seashore. And through your offspring, and your descendants will, will take possession of the city of their enemy, and through your offspring, all nations on earth will be blessed because you have obeyed me. Pay attention to the bottom line again. And then the next verse, Genesis 26 verse 4, God repeated the same covenant to the descendant, to Isaac, the son of Abraham. And he said this, I will make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and will give them all this land and through your offspring, all nations on earth will be blessed. Again, the bottom line. Genesis chapter 28, verse 14. Now, he repeats the same covenant, this time to Jacob, the son of Isaac. He said this, Your descendant will be like the dust of the earth. You will spread from the west to the east, from the north to the south, and all people on earth will be blessed through you and your offspring. Again, the bottom line. What can be so important that God has to say the same thing five times? Especially look at the bottom line. All people on earth will be blessed through you. God is interested in all peoples, all people on earth, not just you and I, all people. He wants all people to come to him and to be saved. An apostle called this bottom line the gospel. Why I say this? Apostle Paul said this in Galatians chapter 3, verse 8. The scripture foresaw that God would justify the Gentile by faith and announce the gospel in advance to Abraham. And what is the gospel? Shall we all say it together? All nations will be blessed through you. Brothers and sisters, you and I are the results of Abraham's faith. Abraham is the first missionary. When we drink from the cup of salvation, think of the source, think of Abraham, the first missionary, the father of faith. <coughs> Now, from the, from the time of Abraham to the end of Old Testament, there is a time gap of roughly about 2,500 years. Now, if you read this portion of the Old Testament, you will learn about the journey of the Israelites, the descendants of Abraham, how God delivered them from Egypt, from the land of slavery, how God gave them the law, the Ten Commandments to obey at Mount Sinai. 
He appeared to them in fire. And how God journeyed them through the promised land. And before that, of course, there are 40 years in the wilderness. And you learn about the rise and the fall of the two kingdoms. The words of the prophets, the words of the many prophets that God sent to the Israelite people to warn them, to admonish them, to remind them to turn away from their sins and their rebellion. And finally, because of their disobedience, the exile, they were finally exiled to Babylon and the subsequent return. And thereafter, God was silent for a period of roughly about 400 years. You may think that 2,500 years is a long, long time, but not to God. For with the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, a thousand years is like a day. The Bible says He is not slow in keeping His promise, as some of us understand slowness. Now, in the fullness of time, God sent His only Son, Jesus, born of Mary and Joseph, descendant of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, as God has promised. Remember the bottom line of the covenant? All people on earth will be blessed through you and your offspring. And I want to tell you, Jesus Christ is the offspring. For God so loved the world that he sang his one and only son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. God sent his one and only son from heaven to earth to become the greatest missionary on earth. His three-year ministry began at the age of 30. He was always on the move. He never seek around. He was always on the move, going from village to village, going from town to town, passing through here, passing through there. And the Spirit of the Lord was upon him, empowered him to preach the good news to the poor, proclaim, proclaim freedom to the oppressed, heal the sick, open the eyes of the blind, Raise the date. At the same time, he raised out 12 disciples, teaching them, instructing them, live with them, send them out to do the same work that he is doing, to do the work that God the Father has asked him to do. Now, at the end of his mission, you know what Jesus did? He laid down his life. He said, 
greater friend has no one than this. Then he laid down his life for his friend. He was crucified on the cross. Bearing the sin and punishment of the whole world, you and I, all our sin upon himself. He was dead, buried, and raised to life on the third day according to the scripture. And by his death and resurrection, he destroyed the power of sin and death. And thereby he offered free gift. He is the only one who can offer the free gift of eternal life who all, to all who come to him and to all who believe in him. And Jesus Christ has fulfilled what God has promised in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. He will crush your head. You will strike his heel. Jesus, the Son of God, born of, the, born of a woman, crushed the head of the Satan. And one, the greatest spiritual battle of all time. Jesus is the greatest missionary. No doubt he is. The table of salvation is ready. It's now ready for all. So when we hold the cup of salvation and drink from it, think of the source. Think of Jesus Christ, the author and perfect perfecter of our faith whom for the joy set before him, the Bible said he endured the cross, scorning his shame, and sat down at the right hand of the Father in heaven. Shall we say, Amen? Now, after Jesus' death and resurrection, he appeared to the disciples, and he gave this marching order, Go, go, go. It is called the Great Commission. It is in all the Gospels. In the Gospel we read this morning, in, in the book of Matthew, chapter 28, verses 18 to 20, he said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you to the very end of age. And in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 16, verses 15, 16, he said, Go into the world and preach the good news to all creation. Those who believe and baptize will be saved. He who does not believe and baptize will be condemned. In John, chapter 20, verse 21, he said, as the Father has sent me, I am sending you. Go, I am sending you. So Jesus gave this order for us to go, go, go. And he is our commander. He said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. 
Who has the authority? Jesus, the commander, has the authority. And this commander is going with us. Surely I'm with you to the very end of age. But the disciples still not going. Jesus, no, the disciples still not going. Hang on, wait. He told the disciple, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift the Father promised, which you have heard me speak about. John baptized with water, but in a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. You see, the disciples still needed something else, something so very important, something that they cannot do without. The disciples were still very afraid of the Jews. Even after Jesus' death and resurrection, they have seen what they have done to their master. Now these people might go after them. So they locked themselves up. They hid in the room for fear of what might happen to them. So they stayed in the city and they waited and waited because Jesus said, in a few days. In a few days. So they waited and waited for the power that Jesus promised. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the end of the earth. Now, seven weeks later, on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit fell on them, 120 of them. The sound of violent wind, tongues of fire, resting on every one of them. All of them were on fire. They burst into the street of Jerusalem, glowing with fire, boldly proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the Bible said in those days, Peter stood up among the crowd and preached his first sermon. And 3,000 of them were converted. Now they have received the power. All fear will wipe out. No longer afraid. Persecution uh, didn't matter to them anymore. So empowered by the Holy Spirit, they march on. Go. They go. They go. They go from Jerusalem to Judea, Samaria, and to the end of the earth. But here again, I must not forget to mention another person. His name is Paul. He was the worst persecutor of Jesus Christ and his followers. Now, on his way to Damascus, trying to persecute those who are the followers of Jesus, he encountered Jesus on the way. Can you believe it? Bright light shine around him. 
flesh around him. He was transformed. He was overwhelmed. He was changed. And the voice of Jesus commanded him, I am making you a light for the Gentile, that you may bring salvation to the end of the earth. So Apostle Paul became the greatest missionary among the Gentile world of that time. The book of Acts was written. We must all read the book of the book of Acts. Now, since the day of the apostles, many believers have responded to the marching order, go, 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 until now. And they were all fulfilling what was promised to Abraham. All people on earth will be blessed through you. Now, brothers and sisters, what about us? What about me and what about you? We also have the flaming message of salvation inside us. Do you have the message of salvation? I have. You have. Do you have the Holy Spirit? Yes, you have. I have. Do you have the marching order to go? You have. I also have. The traffic light is green. Let us go. Go into the marketplace. Go into the hospital. Go into the school. Go into the squatters area. Go into the indigenous people area. Go to all corners of the earth. We can go near. We can also go very far. Go and tell the story of Jesus. There is a God. He has a son. His name is Jesus. He died for us. A simple story of Jesus. The Bible said, beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. You want your feet to be beautiful? Tell the neighbor you have beautiful feet. You want beautiful feet? Go. Beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Look, I'm also preaching to myself. Yeah. In the past, when I was uh, lay leaders of the church, I was very blessed to have many missionaries stay in my house. Not because of me, but because my wife very hospitable. She would say, come, come, stay in my house instead of the hotel. 
I have opportunity to speak to them, share with them, hear from them, and I noticed that all of them were full of fire and very energetic. They always go, go, go. And I asked one of them, where did you get that fire? And I always remember this answer. He said, Holy Spirit only goes with the goers. He doesn't sit around all the time with the sitters. He doesn't sleep with those who sleep all the time. He only goes with the goers. So we might have all the Holy Spirit inside us, but we never experience His power because we never go. He's dormant inside us, just a guest inside us. We chuck Him at one corner. Oh, I have the Holy Spirit inside me. But He's been cold storage in our heart because we are not going. The recent COVID pandemic has slowed us down even further. It slowed down everybody. It slowed down me also. I felt very reluctant to go out I used to do visitation. I felt reluctant to go doing visitation. I felt reluctant to go to funeral, uh, uh, wedding dinner. I felt reluctant even to go attend funeral, even of good friends. Now, recently a dear sister passed away. I debate within myself whether I want to go or not to go. In the end, I say to myself, no need. COVID is still everywhere. Then just an hour before the funeral, I received a text message from her daughter. It goes like this. My mother would be glad if you can come and attend her funeral. I was having lunch by myself, and I read the text again. My mother would be glad if you can come and attend her funeral. Suddenly it struck me, and the food got stuck in my throat. The day is speaking to me. She's calling me to attend her funeral. Then I remember in the Bible, God also used a donkey 
to speak to someone called Balam. I left my lunch. I immediately got ready and rushed all the way to the funeral. I arrived just on time. And then Pastor just, just Pastor Jabez came over. He said, can you please say the opening prayer? I arrived in a rush. And in a rush, I don't know how to pray and what to pray. And I asked the Holy Spirit to help me. And he gave me power to use the words of Jesus to comfort them in my prayer. Now, after the funeral service, I was about to leave. And someone came along and asked, if, if, we, if you'll be kind enough also to attend, to go to the cemetery. I seldom go to cemetery. So I was about to decline with the excuse that I had to go back to my office. Then again, the voice said, go, go, go. It was quite far away. So I jumped on the wing of Pastor Jabez and went with him all the way to the cemetery. So I attended the whole burial ceremony. And I think I was the last one to put my flower in the tomb. So as I put my flower in the tomb, I told this sister, I did come. I did come. And then as I was about to say farewell to everybody, and then the daughter suddenly turned around and said, Uncle, can you attend? Would you be kind enough to attend tonight's dinner? Again, as I was about to decline, the voice inside me said, Go, go, go. So I went to the dinner as well. And during the dinner, I noticed pastor not there because uh, they are busy yeah no pastor was there then i said what, what am i going to do i asked the holy spirit since i'm here what what do you want me to do then the holy spirit prompted me to invite all those there all the relatives and friends <coughs> to sing a song of thanksgiving to our Lord Jesus Christ. And we all sang a song of thanksgiving to our Lord Jesus Christ. <clears throat> Brothers and sisters, it's time to go. 
We cannot let the COVID stop us. The traffic light is green. It has been green even throughout the pandemic. And it will remain green throughout many more generations. Press on the pedal. Go, go, go. Let's go together and tell the story of Jesus. Because many, many out there still are in darkness. They still have not heard the story of Jesus. We cannot keep sitting in the church. We have to go, go, go. I want to invite uh, Brother John Chen to lead us to sing this song. God tell the story of Jesus. Before that, allow me just to complete conclude my prayer. Lord Jesus, we want to thank you for blessing us with the message of salvation. Thank you for your son Jesus who laid down his life for us, who died for us, showing his unconditional love to us. Lord, we pray that you will let this love inside us propel us and compel us to go to bring the good news to all creation. We know that the end is near, the end is coming. Lord Jesus, you said the gospel of the kingdom must be preached as a testimony to all nations and then the end will come. Let us all partner with you to bring about the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, the day that all believers of Jesus Christ have been waiting for. And in Jesus Christ's name we pray, all God's people say, Amen.